This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Welcome to What's a Crime, I'm Lyndon. Today we're gonna be doing part three of the Charles Vallow series. I'm actually going to dive into Tylee's statement first in this video, and then I'm gonna do a video on the murder scene. I feel this is a very critical piece of information from Tylee, and we've already looked at Lori's statement in the last video, and also we talked about Alex's in the first video, part one of the Charles Vallow series. So before I get into it, if you'd like to be part of the It's a Crime community, please click that subscribe button below, click that notification bell, make sure you click it to all. Something's been wonky on YouTube. Give it a like if you support this, and please share this out where you can. Now, let's get into it. So Tylee's statement starts off with the officer describing Tylee's emotional state, saying that she did not appear overly emotional and that he didn't notice any other issues that would interfere with the interview. So Tylee said she woke up at around 7.50 a.m. and she heard yelling right outside her door. She said she immediately jumped up and grabbed the baseball bat. Now, the officer asked if there was a reason why she grabbed the bat and took it with her. Tylee said it was just first instinct. She said she didn't plan to take it to do something. She said she wanted to have something in her hands to feel more safe. And she said in hindsight, she probably shouldn't have grabbed the bat because it caused all this trouble. She did note that she didn't hit Charles with the bat or anything like that. She told the officers that when she was living at her uncle Alex's place that she felt more safe with the bat beside her because she said she was too young to have pepper spray. And as a side note, when she was talking about living at her uncle's, she was most likely referring to the 58 day hiatus that we've been talking about that Lori went on from January to March. We know part of it was spent in Hawaii as per April Raymond, she referenced that. And then the other part was at Uncle Alex's house. Remember, Charles actually tried to serve Lori papers at Alex's as well. This was also around the same time that that knockdown fight happened between Lori and Alex in the middle of the street. The neighbors actually thought that Alex and Lori were a married couple and that there was going to be a murder, it was so bad. The neighbor actually says, I heard this huge commotion. People were coming out in the street to watch what was going on. I thought they must be husband and wife because it was the sort of fight you don't normally have with your sister. She was screaming at him, accusing him of bringing disgrace in their family. I joked with my wife that I thought he might have killed her after their argument. Tylee then explains the room where her uncle had been staying, which is the guest room, and she said is right there where her room is, and then JJ's room, and then the kitchen. Tylee explains it's a little hallway, and then there is an area where everything kind of happened, referring to the big room without the furniture and where the mirrors are. So when you go through the front door, you have to take a right to head towards the bedrooms, and the hallway is quite small. And as you can see in this picture, you'll see the big 
main room and you can see the kitchen off to the right. In the middle of the kitchen and that main room, you turn right and go into the hallway with the bedrooms. Now Lori's bedroom, which is the master bedroom, is on the opposite side of the house. And many people keep asking about where all the furniture is. On the body cam, you can see the kitchen when the officer walks around and you can also see the living room. There's couches right there. So that main room with all the mirrors is kind of like a sitting room. They just didn't have furniture in there. So Tylee says she wakes up, immediately jumps up, grabs the bat and opens the door. According to Tylee, Charles was outside the doorway, Alex was kind of in the doorway, and Tylee said she could hear Lori behind Alex. And just as a side note, Tylee actually mentions twice that Alex was kind of in the doorway because the officer asks again at the end of the statement. And when you look at this hallway, it is quite small. Right away, I question why Charles would be in this small hallway if he was picking up JJ. But perhaps JJ was actually in his room at the time. Interestingly, no one mentions in any of their statements as to where JJ was in the house before he went outside. Although I do want to point out that Alex's statement from the police station is nowhere to be found, only the statement from when he was on the curb. So Tylee said that Charles was screaming at both Alex and Lori but didn't know what they were saying. And Tylee states that she told Charles to take a few steps back and you're too close and you need to step back. Charles says, don't tell me what to do, Tylee. Tylee then says she stood there and Alex kind of moved out of the way and Lori kind of went past him into the big room where everything happened and she kind of walked with them. So at this point, everybody's starting to go into the main room. Now the officer asked if they were more in the hallway and Tylee clarifies and said they were at the end of the hallway. Tylee then states that her mom walked all the way around and Tylee followed them. Now my question is walked all the way around what or who? I'm thinking at this point she means that Lori walked all the way around the guys unless it's actually the room. It doesn't actually clarify this in the statement. Now, I also wonder if this is where the point was where, according to Lori, that she had Charles's phone. Notable though, there was no mention in Tylee's statement about the phone or the altercation about any phone. Tylee states that both of them are yelling and Charles tells her if she hits him with the bat that she's going to jail. And Tylee said she just kind of stood there with the bat. She says that it was mostly Charles that was yelling and then said that he was the only one really yelling and that Lori was responding. Now in that statement it says Tylee couldn't say what they were saying. Those were the exact words in the statement taken by the officer. I found that an interesting sentence. Then Tylee said that she kind of stuck the baseball bat out there and Charles grabbed it and tried to take it but she held on to the end. Tylee is motioning like she held the end of the bat with both hands and Charles grabbed the other end with both hands. 
She said that Charles was walking towards Lori and she didn't want him to do anything, so she just stuck out the bat. She said she was more next to her mom and not in between the two of them. Now, Tylee said she stuck the bat out to be like, keep your distance. When asked by the officer what she thought Charles was going to do, Tylee stated, hit her, meaning Lori. She said that for the most part that it has been very mundane, but there have been a few violent times that she's been scared that he would hit Lori or her. Tylee said that she and Charles have always kind of never got along since she was little and said that they have gotten into fights and she's been scared of that. So Charles takes the bat from Tylee and Lori tells Tylee to just let go of the bat. She then said she kind of slipped and fell and Charles had the bat and held it like he was going to do something with it. She said she didn't see what Charles did with the bat because she wasn't really looking at that direction because she said when she fell, the door was more in line with her line of sight. Now in the same statement, but a different paragraph, Tylee said when she fell to the ground, she saw Charles take a step back and she thinks that her uncle grabbed Charles and took him back so he couldn't do anything. The officer says, I asked about when she saw him take a step back and I asked that she didn't actually see her uncle pull him back, but it seemed like that's what happened. Tylee agreed and stated it didn't seem like he would have stepped back on his own and Tylee confirmed that made sense as to where her uncle was at the time, that her uncle was behind him and not the other side with Tylee and her mom. So there's a little bit of discrepancy right there. Now already just reading Tylee's statement, what she describes as what happened and what went down doesn't seem it's it would take very, very long. It's actually the opposite. It seemed like it would be very quick. She comes out of her room, she has her bat, she's trying to get, you know, that stop, don't go near my mom. And then all of a sudden she falls on the ground. So then Lori tells Tylee to go with JJ and then she runs out the door. I find this interesting as well, this statement. Let me read the exact statement. It says, Tylee advised her mom told her to go with JJ and then she ran out the door. So this is very, very interesting to me because it could mean two things or one of two things. One, Lori said to go out with JJ because he's already outside, or it means that JJ was also in the house at this point in time and she told Tylee to go out together. What are your thoughts? Let me know in the comments below. Because the wording is, Tylee advised her mom told her to go with JJ and then she ran out the door. It makes it sound with the wording that JJ and her would go together out the door. Another discrepancy. So Lori tells her to go out with JJ and Tylee says she runs out the door. So after that, she said she stood there with her little brother outside and said that JJ was in the front seat. So she opened the door and stood there. She said he tried to get out and she was keeping him in there. Now, if JJ was in the front seat, could it be that those keys were in the car at that time because it was super hot in Arizona on that July day and Charles could have had that car running with the air conditioning. Although I'm not sure that he would have the car running because JJ being in the car 
and it could be dangerous. I mean, who knows if she's, he's touching the keys or whatnot. He was only seven years old. Then Tylee states that Lori eventually came out and they left from there. Now, interesting here again, Tylee is saying eventually Lori came out. Well, at this point, it's supposed to be that Charles was going to come out and he was going to take JJ to school, right? So the wording, eventually Lori came out, means that she was waiting for Lori to come out and not Charles, right? The officer then asks Tylee if she knew what happened inside of the house and if Lori explained it to her. Tylee said she heard a noise and now knows what it was, but she thought it was someone grabbing the bat and hitting it really hard against the floor. And then several lines are redacted from the statement. Now, also a side note, when the officer asked Tylee if Lori explained the situation to her, I just want to point out something and bring your attention to it. I did mention this in my last video. Lori had over 40 minutes with Tylee in that car and possibly even 50 to explain to Tylee what happened or to tell her, listen, Tylee, this is what you need to say and you need to listen to me. So potentially making sure that Tylee complies with her story. Now, if you haven't seen my last video, I will put that in the description below and you can also see it right here in the card. Now, also in regards to hearing that noise, there wouldn't just be one noise and one bang, right? There would be several noises because even the report states that Charles had been shot twice. But in the body cam, it said that Charles was shot several times. In fact, one of the responders said, one, two, three, four shots, he counts. And another officer said that he shot the F out of Charles. So there would be more than one sound, in my opinion. And this also actually, in my opinion, leads me to believe stronger that Charles was killed before that 8 a.m. mark. Potentially even sooner, even as soon as when Charles first arrived. But the question is, why did Tylee only state one loud noise and not several? Or at the minimum two? Was she gone already at this time? And like Alex said, that Lori and Charles had a tussle and then they left and then Alex and Charles were by themselves. So now Tylee states that Lori comes outside eventually. And she said that after she did that, Lori didn't go back inside. But Tylee says that she went inside to get Lori's purse and she went through the garage, went to her mom's room and in her closet and grabbed her purse because Lori needed her wallet. She said that she didn't hear anything or see anything. And she did indicate this was after the loud noise. The officer then asks if Lori was outside or inside when this loud noise happened. And Tylee thought for a moment and then said she believes Lori was inside, but the door opened almost immediately after. Now, my question at this point is where the heck is Alex? JJ and Lori are allegedly in the car. 
Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Tylee goes into the house to grab Lori's purse and wallet, and Charles is dead on the floor. So where is Alex? Cleaning up his boo-boo before calling 911? Taking a shower? Where is he? Because in his statement, he said after he killed Charles, he put his gun back in his room. And side note, why bother after you shoot him, you're going to go and put it back in the room. But anyways, he said he then grabs his phone. Then he went and cleaned up his head and then he called 911. And so I want to bring attention to this as well. Nobody is concerned about calling 911 at this point. I mean, Lori could have called 911. Tylee could have called 911. Alex could have called 911. Nobody called 911 until 8.36 a.m. Now, also in Tylee's statement, the officer then asks Tylee about everyone's emotional status and how they were acting while this was all happening after she came out of her room and Charles took the bat. Tylee describes Charles and says he honestly looked like a crazy person screaming and his face was beat red. She said she saw his face for a split second when he took the bat from her and it didn't look like him, that he looked like pure rage and he was seeing rage. She says that that was the craziest she has ever seen him. So at this point, I do wonder what Lori said to Tylee in how to describe Charles because everybody's saying enraged, rage, super crazy, super scary. But really looking at the timeline, it's for all of five minutes, it seems, in my opinion. Tylee goes on to describe Alex as kind of calm, not super calm because it was stressful. And notable though, there was no mention about Lori, her demeanor at all. But I mean, what else can you say about her demeanor? Because one picture says a thousand words, right? So Tylee gives us that timeline of 7.50 a.m. And I think this is important because I also think it could be a little bit off, but I do think this is important. If Charles arrives at 7.35, 7.40 a.m., like Lori said, which was not typical of him, as Lori says, because he's typically punctual. But if it is correct, and let's say he did arrive at that 7.40 a.m. mark, then it's quite possible that the argument escalated within 10 minutes. And with Tylee's description of what happened, it definitely isn't that half hour's worth of fighting and grappling on the ground. Because in Lori's statement, she mentioned that Charles and Alex were grappling on the ground. This would be around the same time that Tylee fell. So perhaps they were grappling on the ground, but at this point, Lori told Tylee to go wait in the car. 
So the report said that Charles was killed at around 8.20 a.m., according to Alex's statement, and then Alex calls 911 at 8.36. So this still fits at that 8 a.m. scenario, like I mentioned in my last video. And Lori has time to leave at that 8 a.m. mark, zip through Burger King, get to JJ's school, drop him off, turn around, and drive back to be on camera, on body cam, at 8.43 a.m. And that also means poor Charles was lying there for a minimum of 36 minutes, if that 8 a.m. time was correct, and perhaps even longer because I did mention that there's no way there's a half an hour worth of statements about having this fight. So I truly do believe Charles was killed before 8 a.m. or Lori left before 8 a.m. Let's have a chit chat below. Now that we're diving into those statements, what do you think about it? Do you think the kids saw more than what was in the statement? Do you think JJ was actually in the house? Or do you think that they had already left and Alex took care of it? Or was Lori there and then they left? Let me know what you think in the comments. Please share this video where possible. Please like and please subscribe if you haven't done so already. Thank you so much for watching. See you soon.